Hello, folks. Welcome to the Hire My VA Team and Business Building Podcast brought to you by Ugozi.com. And in this podcast, and of course at Hire My VA, we help you to reclaim your freedom through hiring and thriving with virtual assistants without breaking the bank. That is your bank. I can draw that out a little bit more next time. I think I should do that. <laughs> hey, I'm Dave. You're Bond. still feeling the groove. Yes. I am. Um, yeah. Interrupted me. Stop it. <laughs> wow. Hey. A little touchy. I am. <laughs> well, hopefully you guys know me by now. I'm Dave Braun, and I'm here with my partner, fantastic business mentor and coach, but most importantly, my good friend, advisor, Larry Broughton, the crack Hello. goes wild. Yes. Hello, handsome David. <laughs> hey, how, how are, are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Good. good. Beautiful day again here in Southern California. <laughs> We live a rough life out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's tough. <laughs> I have to actually put a jacket on today to go outside. Uh, I know. Got to be a, a windbreaker. Chill, a chilly 64 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm cold. Okay. Right. Well, we got a great question today. And this Do is we? Kind of, yeah, it's it? one of the important ones um, in order to know uh, and to improve our businesses. The question is, how do I do a work climate survey? Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, you know, Larry, the next episodes in 126, 127, at least the plan is that we're going to talk about psychological safety, the importance of it and what it is. The question though, is how do you even know you have it present in your workplace? You got to start asking people. And Larry, hmm. I know that you have long advocated doing a work climate survey. So yeah. what we're going to do is we're just going to yeah. have a quick conversation about this. Um, so talk to us about what it is, how you do it. And of course, many of our listeners have a very small team, maybe one person or two or are considering hiring their first uh, person that may be a virtual yeah. assistant. Yeah. So how can we do a work climate survey and get answers that are true, that um, the person is not uh, giving things that we may want to just hear um, because they, we can't really make it anonymous. But I think well, a, a good way to approach it is we can tackle it from a general perspective that can apply to a bunch of businesses. And then, then we can go into some of the nuances of one or two people. So let's Yeah. Let, let me riff on this for a little bit. Before that though, let's talk about how the sausage is, is made here. You are the one who does the planning for most of these, these episodes. I show up. I usually don't even know what the heck we're talking about until we get on here, right? Yeah. And so um, the the ones for the next couple you said are going to be on what psychological safety? Yeah. Those may be controversial. Yeah. Good. If, if it's what I think it's you, you want to talk about, because I'm not always an advocate for psychological safety in some areas. I think that we need to be dangerous um, sometimes, but I do think that we do we have to have cultures where people aren't ostracized mm. or bullied, um, yeah. those types of things. And oftentimes leaders don't even know that that kind of stuff's going on in the organization because they're so focused on their own stuff. Right. And that's a leadership problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So years ago, um, Dave, I started learning about this kind of stuff, uh, frankly, just in sports, right? When you watch sports teams, how is it you could have a bunch of individuals that are so good when it comes down to team performance, they suck. Mm. And oftentimes it's because of the dynamics that are happening between the individuals on the team 
or the dynamics between the coach or the leader and, and, and the team members, right? So that's where it first hit my radar. Um, and in and, sports, it's, it's pretty obvious a lot of times. Like it wasn't that long ago, Tampa Bay Bucks, Antonio Brown <laughs> threw off his T-shirt or his jersey in the middle of the game, threw it in the stands and walked off the field and like in the middle of the game. Yeah. And that most likely that wasn't because one thing happened that triggered it. This was a long tail yeah. of things that led up to this. Not a long tail, but there was a long fuse that led up uh, to this. A slow burn, as they sometimes say, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then in martial arts, I saw that there were some senseis treated their students one way and got a certain result. Other students or other senseis and grandmasters or whatever instructors treated their students a different way, got different results. I guess I've always been a student of behavior, watching how do people respond to stimuli, which is one of the reasons I love the Colby A index uh, so much. But then truly, Dave, it all came to fruition for me. Like it all culminated when I was in special forces, when I was going through the qualification course in order to get into the Green Berets when we were doing peer reviews on each other and realized we may have some really super high performers, but they're jerks on the team. Mm. They're jerks to their team members. Like you wouldn't want them on, on your team, right? So you could get peered out. And when they started talking about how the importance of morale on a team is that a team that has, that has high morale has a shared cohesive vision can outmaneuver and outperform a better funded, better staffed, you know, uh, team or unit any day of the week, right? And so it all started making a lot of sense to me. Um, and so I started applying that stuff to my business uh, when I was in San Francisco, my, in my former company. And um, so what is a confidential work climate survey? Well, the first key is that first word, confidential, okay? Um, people oftentimes will not give you their honest opinion if they think it's going to backfire on them. Mm, yes. Okay. If it's going to get me in trouble, if I'm going to get my hours cut or I'm going to be somehow damaged or manipulated because I share my ideas with you. And so um, if you have a culture where any of that stuff is going on, don't expect that the first couple of surveys you do will be honest. Mm. That's a really good point. So what you're saying is that this work climate survey is not a one-time thing. No, it's an ongoing thing. Now, what we do in our organization when we take on new, for those who don't know, I have a hotel company. Um, and uh, when we were running over 20 hotels at the same time, uh, what we would do is we would do uh, the, the initial work climate survey within 30 days of our acquisition of the hotel to kind of get a benchmark. Where are we starting, right? And if we could do it within that first week, even better, right? Yeah. Um, but then we would do one six months later, and then we were doing them annually after that. Okay. Or if we just felt like, Hey, our guest service scores are, are going down or we're having a problem in this area or that area, we might do a kind of an impromptu um, work climate survey just to see what the hell is going on here. We've narrowed it down to about, I think 40 some questions um, at this point, we ask them everything about, do you have to have the tools to do your job? All mm -hmm. right. So why is that important, Dave? I use this example a lot because we've talked about this oftentimes um, throughout these, uh, podcasts. Um, 
in the hotel industry, imagine that you go to TripAdvisor, any of the online reviews, and you keep seeing over and over again, when you're looking at reviews, hey, I'm going to go stay at XYZ Hotel in Laguna Beach. And as you're reading the reviews of past guests who stayed there, dusty fans, dusty um, picture frames, and you see that over and over again, there's a pattern here, right? And you, as a leader, you would ask yourself, okay, why do I keep seeing this? If people are complaining about it, something's going on. Either people aren't being coached up or they don't have the tools to properly do it, right? And so we took over a hotel and indeed, I'm using this example because this is indeed what had happened. So we get there and sure enough, all of the room attendants like are five, four or four eleven to five two. They're all shorties, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so when we, one of the things we like to do is ask them, okay, what do you need to do? What what tools do you need to do your job better? And right out of the gate, they, we didn't even need to mention that um, you know they had these bad reviews. They knew it. They said they've been asking for dust wands, which is basically just a wand that's got a little attachment where you can dust on high things and be three foot four and still be able to do your job. So we got those and guess what happened? Immediately, they felt better about their job. The guest service scores jumped up. People feel like they want to be on a winning team. Um, the team members felt like, wow, these people are actually listening to us. So all of a sudden we were getting loyalty that the former owner never got because it, these room attendants kept asking for a basic tool like that, right? So we asked everything from, um, do you have the tools to be effective at your job? Do you trust your teammates? Do you respect your manager? If you were offered more money at another job, would you take it? If, a, if you were hospitalized, do you feel like your team members or supervisor would visit you? Those types of things, questions that, that we ask. Um, and when you're asking these questions, do you do it on a scale of one to 10, one to five? I think it's, it's uh, strongly disagree to strongly agree. Okay. So it's like about a five point scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And um, so that's what we did. Now we started out with many more questions than, than that, but we narrowed it down to about 40, 44, I think is what, what it is uh, at, at this point. Now in the beginning, Dave, um, we just administered this in-house. We had our office manager mm -hmm. do this. Okay. And we put all over, this is confidential. Larry and his partner are never going to see <laughs> you know, the, these results, but when you got a few, and by the way, we try not to get them to write things out because the thing is, well, they're going to recognize my handwriting. Yes. Okay. So then we started giving laptops. You can come in and take it on the lap. If you want to write, type something out, you can put it on a laptop, you know, because people were saying, well, if you email it to me, you're going to tra tra trace down my, the IP address. Like, yeah. believe me, I don't have the time <laughs> for that. Um, but people will come up with reasons why not to, right? And the funny thing is, if you have people that are at, they're so afraid to give you their confidential information or their confidential feedback, you have a, you have a culture of distrust. Yes. So you've got to ask yourself, why are they so concerned? Mm -hmm. about this. Okay. So when we first did the first one, oh my gosh, did we get shellacked? We got shellacked. They took us to task, you know? Um, and, um, and you had a, you probably had a, a write in area where they could write mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. comments too. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, my business partner did not want to reveal how bad of a beating we got. And I said, absolutely not. No, we have to share exactly how bad it is. Yes. 
And then we have to come up with a game plan to say, here's how we're going to fix it. And we have to have some very early victories or else they're not going to trust us uh, in, in this. And I said, this is so low. Now, it's not like we got ones out of fives. It's like we got threes and some of them we got twos and some we got fives, you know, but it wasn't like sunshine, lollipops and rainbows and in Larry land. Right. And so um, I said, at least this is this is the this is the bottom. Everything is up from here and we can celebrate these victories from here because still our turnover was still pretty low in the organization. Mm -hmm. Right. So there was some kind of appeal that they were sticking around for, but the, the, as a leader, if you tell someone, I want your honest confidential feedback, you better be ready for it. And what we found is there will always be icon toppling. You know what I mean by that? There will be always someone who's going to try to knock you off the hill. Mm, Okay. The bigger your organization becomes, you, you will have people in the organization who thinks that Larry's too big for his own britches. And they're going to take, this is their opportunity to take swings and stabs and give you barbs, you know? Right, right. You just have to accept that that's, that goes along, that goes along with it. And yeah, you have no thick matter, enough skin to no handle No matter how it. great you are, you're always going to have a few people that are going to hate you. That's right. Yeah. And if you don't, then you are not pushing the envelope enough. No one is universally loved. No mm-hmm. one. And I mean, no one. Um, the most perfect person who ever walked the earth that had haters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So no one is universally loved. Um, so what we end up doing is going to the entire organization and saying, okay, here's the results that we got. Um, yes, this stung. Thank goodness you guys gave this to us so that we can now come back and we can get, make it better. And here's the action plan that we're going to do to address some of these things. And by the way, some of these things, there's nothing we can do about it. The building is as old as it is. Yes. Does the building need to have a $10 million renovation? Yes, but we're not going to do a $10 million renovation. So let's figure out what are other things that that we can do. Right. I think part of the challenge though, Dave, is you had said, Oh, what do you do? Oh, by the way. So we just did it in house. And then as we grew, we realized people still didn't trust this. And so we handed it over to either depending on, my current hotel organization, my former one, we handed it over to our insurance company to do, or to our HR, uh, an outside outsourced HR firm to deliver okay. for us. Okay. And then they do the tabulation, they get it back to us and it's, you know, and then people really start to trust it. Dave, the challenge I think is what do you do? As you said, if you've only got a couple of team members right, to, to, to do this, well, I think you can bring someone in from the outside and you can set it up. Make sure that you are setting setting this up well in advance by saying, hey, we're going to be doing this. I really want your feedback. I truly do. No one's going to lose their job because of it. Um, and you could do it a couple of ways. You could bring in an outside mentor or leadership consultant or leadership organiza- um, organizational development. No, what's the... What's the um, the organizational development professional or HR professional from the outside, you know, you can go to SHRM or someplace like that, find somebody who's certified and come in and do a, deliver the, the written questionnaire or just sit down and say, here are some of the areas that I'd like us to talk about. And then just you interview the people and then give me a written report back. The interesting thing, thing Dave, here is you need to ask the questions, mm-hmm. whether it's done formally or informally, you need to be queer, offering queries to your team members. 
how are we doing? If you were in my shoes, how would you do things differently? Mm, that's a good question. You know, um, where, what's my blind spot when it comes to leadership or dealing with our clients? That's a good question, right? Absolutely. Um, so um, don't say to yourself, well, gosh, I only got two team members plus me. It doesn't really matter. They say they like me. They're showing up. If you ask probing questions, I've got a former mentor, Bob Beal, who says something like, if you want profound answers, you got to ask profound questions. Yes. Right. So ask profound questions. Ask questions that could hurt your ego a little bit, you know, but, but that's how you're going to grow. Well, and the, whether they're saying it out loud or not, they're thinking it. Wouldn't it be better that you know it and then you can address it? <laughs> well, and that's assuming that you, that the reason that you're doing this is because you want to grow. You want the honest feedback. If you're doing it because you want to stroke your ego you think you're doing great, that kind of stuff, or to say it, Hey, I did it. And we're 10 out of 10, then that's the wrong attitude. You don't, don't do it. So the whole premise behind doing this is that you want to have a better organization. You want to become a better leader. If you my sense is if you ever got a 10 out of 10 survey, you're not asking the right questions. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, so it all starts with you listener slash watcher and your attitude and how you want this done. Well, Dave, I think one place to start with this of building this culture of growth, um, vulnerability is this, the, these six questions that are on the bottom of my to-do list. That I shared with a bunch of these things. But I'm just going to remind again. Yeah. When you start asking your team members things like what decisions do you need from me? What problems are keeping you from your priorities? What plans are you making, which we haven't discussed? Like you're asking them questions. You want their feedback. What progress have you made since we last met? On a scale of one to 100, how are you doing personally and why? How can I keep you in my thoughts and prayers? You start building a culture like that. When you do, and you just start asking those questions on a regular basis, and you build relationships. Like I can tell you that there are people in, in our organization now, and believe me, we are not a perfect organization. I still lose my <laughs> mind sometimes. I still oh, yeah. am less than I'm less than respectful at, at times. Um, but I do think that you will find everyone in our organization that yet Larry loves us. Larry cares about us. Larry wants honest feedback. And I don't think there's anyone in the organization. I don't think because they do give me feedback. <laughs> they tell me, you've heard it, Dave. People will say, hey, Larry, you said you're not going to do this, but you're doing this right now, right? If we had a culture, Dave, where people lost their jobs because of that, they wouldn't say it. For sure. Right? So um, I think start by building a culture where questions and questioning are key to growth. It can't just be you as the leader sending out edicts all the time, information flowing downhill. You got to be asking for information. And the, the confidential work climate survey is a great way uh, to, to do this. And Larry, you as the leader have to go overboard in communicating the reasons why you want to do this. There's no ramifications for them. There won't be any repercussions because naturally we just default to think that there will be something 
um, that will come back to bite me. Uh, I'll give you an example. I remember leading a team at semiconductor company in the corporate world. You know, people were not willing to give their honest opinions on this stuff. And the reason was because they said, well, if I don't, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. And then I asked them, who have you known in this company who has lost their job based on giving this, you know, um, based on giving feedback like they're asking for? None. So the reality is, is if you look at it in organizations, most of the time it doesn't happen, but there's always that worry in our mind that it is going to happen to me. So as leaders, we have to go above and beyond That's right. the call of duty, above and beyond what we would normally think and really assure people that nothing is going to happen. Well, this is why I'm saying the first couple that you do may not be real. Yes. The results may not be honest. It could swing. It could swing too far to one direction, like they're not they're not going to say anything bad, at all. Or the other direction, where oh my gosh, finally this is my opportunity to give Larry his curmudgeons, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm going to give him everything I've I've got. You know, it could swing anywhere, either side, right? So, but once you do this either side, I mean, once you do this a couple of times, those extremes will drop off when people will realize, well, gosh, they really do want this information. Mm -hmm. We are, we actually are being heard. We actually are improving as an organization. Maybe it will be beneficial if I don't like something about it. Maybe I need to raise my hand and say something about it so that my life gets better Mm -hmm. about it. So what I would encourage people to do is that first couple that you get, when you get tens out of tens, glowing remarks, hey, Dave, I don't need to do this anymore. I've done it twice already. And they gave me amazing reviews. Why keep asking? Well, because they're just, they're, te- they're watching, you know? And like I said, bringing new team members in sometimes changes, changes the dynamics. Bringing in a new client could, could change the dynamics. A new operating mo- model could change the dynamics. So you have to do it over and over again. Um, so that's, if you're getting really good ones and if you're getting really bad ones, say, Ugh, I'm never going to do this again. It was just too painful, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's too embarrassing. No, listen, team members are watching. Like they know the real you, whether they're going to speak up or not. And it's better, you know, what they're thinking than, than not, you know, cause you have a sense of it. They have a sense of you and this can be an opportunity. And I've seen this happen. I've seen it happen where, where. Where leaders, because you know, you and I have been talking about this with our coaching clients for a long time, where some a leader was perceived one way, and they got skewered from doing a confidential work climate survey. But they handled it appropriately. They they listened to what their team members were saying. They fixed some of the systems. They worked on changing the culture, and they became a better organization and a better leader because of it. Truly, I think only good things can come out of it if you're honest and have the courage to deal with it head on. Because ultimately, if you don't do it, stuff is going to sneak up on you. And it could capsize your organization, ambush you and your reputation. And you're not even aware of it. Oh my gosh, in so many ways, you could start having um, problems with your clients. You can have problems, team members could start leaving. And you don't know exactly why. So it's better as a leader to get ahead of this. Yeah, for sure. 
So, and I like the frequency you talked about, you know, once a year, if you think things are kind of smoothed out, but then if there are problems doing it, um, you know, maybe every six months or yeah, maybe three months, if, mm-hmm. if it's that. Depending bad. how bad it is. But like, if you have like a, t- let's say that you got, you're a multi-unit something, something, you know, and you're based in Boise and you've got a, a location in Chicago that where you just feel like the productivity has gone down the profitability has gone down. You're getting more client complaints from that unit than any place else. Then you just do it quarterly as you need, as you need to do it, you know, yeah. until things turn around. Cause maybe you just got a bad leader there, or maybe you've just, you, who knows? It could be a variety of things. You know, it could be the working conditions. It could be that they've got ceiling tiles falling down around them and they got water leaks. I've seen it. Dave, yeah. Right. They got a, a major piece of equipment that's supposed to be producing 70% of their product. And it's broken down half the time. Yeah, there's going to be frustration. And sometimes, you know, the 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 unit leader or the unit manager is afraid to bring this stuff up. You know, because I think it's a reflection on them. Yeah. There's so many things that could come up yeah. about this. So gen- generally a frequency then would be is, I mean, you don't want to do it every month, but mm-hmm. it's going to depend upon how fast you can make changes in your organization and really yeah. make changes. If it's something as simple as, when I say simple is something as simple as replacing some pieces of equipment. Well, you may want to do it more often, but if it's something that's um, or like a tool issue, but if it's yeah. something that's a little bit more related to um, the overall culture, then you may have to do it um, six months because it takes a little bit of time to, to switch stuff around. Yeah. So here's some of the, the challenges, Dave. Um, you don't want to do it so often that people become, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Fatigued by it, right? Now, it does become particularly challenging if you're not the person with the 1Z, 2Z, 3Z, 4Z, 5 people that are working in your same office. It becomes particularly challenging when you've got multiple locations and you have unit leaders or managers, right? Let's say Mm -hmm. that that unit leader or manager in Chicago, let's use that that, that example again. They feel like they got a bad, their unit got um, bad um, reviews you have to really now be, you need to have a conversation with that leader to say, listen, there cannot be retaliation. This yeah. is good news for us. We now have a roadmap to the future that we did not have before. You are not going to lose your job because of this. I mean, it's a possibility if things don't change for sure, but because there's one bad review, bad work climate, so you're not going to lose your job for, but how we respond to it could elevate you or shepherd you out the organization, right? So if it gets back to me that people are feeling threatened, harassed, whatever it is, um, that you better give me a good good mark next time. Or I know that you're the one who said this. If that ever gets back, yes, you will lose your job for that. So how you handle it, how you respond as the leader, the business owner, the CEO of, your, of the organization is so vitally important. And so what I would encourage you to do is have conversations with your team prior to ever doing this, particularly your leadership team, your management team, if there, if you do have more than just you who's pulling on the oars on this. Does that make sense, Dave? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to encourage people. If you, if you've got questions about this, put something in the comment section here, send Dave or I a, a message. We can talk to you more about this. We've gone into organizations and do to do this and to coach you through it. We're available to do that uh, as well for some ad hoc uh, coaching or mentoring on this specific topic. 
just just let us know we're available but i'd love to hear from you in the comment section uh, of wherever you're finding this whether you've done work climate surveys before in the past and what are the, what have the results been i'd love to hear the good the bad and the ugly yeah absolutely. about this yeah. absolutely because that's how we learn right exactly yeah all right. Well, sounds like it was a great episode. I mean, I got a lot of, out of it. Thanks, Larry, for yeah, sure. telling us about your experience on that. That's That sure. was really good. Some great sure. tips. Good. And folks, really take these tips to heart because they're awesome. And thank you again for joining us to hear about how to do a work climate survey, some of the best things to do and some of the things that not to do. Remember though, building a team is the way to reclaim your fill for your freedom and building that team the right way requires these work climate surveys. It really right. does. Yeah. And of course, like Larry said, we're here to help you with our course and community. We do coaching and our white glove service where we mm -hmm. find a rock star VA for you. So three things we'd love for you to do. And we'd really appreciate it. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't already done so either on your iPhone or your Android phone, and then on YouTube, hit the little subscribe button and click on the little bell next to it to get reminders. And then number two, give us a rating, uh, preferably five star. But as we talked about in the work climate survey, give us your honest opinion and feedback because that will help us uh, really grow and do a better job of what we're doing. Right. Leave a comment. Tell us about work climate survey that you have actually experienced and what the organization did as a response to that, yeah, or they good. didn't respond. Give us the good, the bad, the ugly on that. And then the third thing is go to hiremyvda.com for more information on our course in community and our white glove service. Remember, even without experience, you'll learn how to prepare for, hire, and thrive with virtual assistance. Larry and I have helped a lot of folks. We want to help you too. So just go to hiremyva.com for more information. All right, my friends, do yourself a favor. Do the world uh, a favor. Go do something significant today. God bless you. God keep you. And God hold you. We'll talk to you next time. We'll see you. Bye. Okay. Bye, folks. Bye